0: Chapter nine of American Leaders and Heroes This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Piotr Natter. American Leaders and Heroes by Wilbur F. Gordy. Cavalier de la Salle and the French in the Mississippi Valley sixteen forty three to sixteen eighty seven the same year in which william penn laid out philadelphia and there made a treaty with the indians a noted frenchman sailed down the mississippi river exploring it in the interests of france this man was robert cavalier better known as la salle who like many of his countrymen was trying just as the spaniards and englishmen had tried to find or do something in america that would not only bring glory to his own name but also wealth and honor to his fatherland we have now to consider the work of the french in america in fifteen thirty four Cartier, a french explorer discovered the st lawrence and sailed up the river as far as an indian village on the present site of montreal he took possession of canada in the name of the french king and his favourable reports led to several unsuccessful attempts to plant settlements there more than seventy years after the discovery of the st lawrence another french explorer samuel de champlain sailed up the noble river much impressed with the great beauty of the saint lawrence valley and its wealth of forests and firs he longed to bring all this vast new country under the control of france in 1608 he planted the first permanent french settlement in canada at quebec and the following year discovered the lake which bears his name although champlain loved his country and desired to increase its glory and power he made an unfortunate blunder which proved fatal to the best interests of france in the new world in planting the settlement at quebec in sixteen o eight he found that the neighboring tribes of algonquin indians were bitter enemies of the mohawks one of the five nations or iroquois who lived in new york the algonquins begged him to join them in an attack upon the mohawks and he unwisely consented having gone up lake champlain with a canoe party of sixty indians he landed near the side of ticonderoga to fight a battle with two hundred hardy mohawk warriors champlain clad in light armor and gun in hand advanced at the head of his war party and shooting into the ranks of the astonished mohawks who stood in battle array brought to the earth two of their chiefs the others fled in terror and confusion while their enemies champlain's dusky allies yelled with joy and filled the woods with their terrible war-whoops from that day however the iroquois were the bitter enemies of the french and this enmity seriously interfered with the successful carrying out of french plans having control of the st lawrence river france greatly desired to get control of the mississippi river as well once securing possession of these two great streams she would come into possession of the wealth of the north american continent but the iroquois indians were strongly posted in the mohawk river valley and thus held the key to the situation in this way they blocked the path of the french who wished to reach the ohio and the mississippi through lake erie and lake ontario so the french were driven to seek a route farther north a route which was much longer and more difficult it would be well for you to trace on your maps this roundabout way which extended up the ottawa river into georgian bay through lake huron and lake michigan across into the illinois river and through that into the mississippi in the same year that champlain made the iroquois bitter enemies of the french henry hudson won their lasting friendship for the dutch about the time the frenchman was fighting in the battle against the Mohawks at ticonderoga hudson with a crew of twenty men in the half moon was sailing up the river that now bears his name instead of finding the short passage to the pacific for which he was searching in the interests of the dutch he discovered the great waterway to the interior having received just treatment from him the iroquois indians became his friends and the friends of the dutch settlers and traders that came later from that time in fact these iroquois indians were as ready to sell their furs to the dutch and to the english who in sixteen sixty four took new york away from the dutch as they were to oppose the french and compel them to go many hundred miles out of their way in the tedious exploration in search of the mississippi this toilsome work of exploration was largely accomplished by the jesuit missionaries fearless in their heroic efforts to advance their faith they suffered all sorts of hardships many being put to death in their earnest struggle to bring religious truth to the ignorant red men of the woods in their journeys through the forests and over the lakes these jesuit fathers made many valuable discoveries and explorations which they carefully recorded in their journals it was one of these missionaries father marquette who succeeded in reaching the waters of the mississippi attended by Jolliet and five other frenchmen he went in sixteen seventy three as far down the mighty river as the mouth of the arkansas this was sixty-five years after champlain made his settlement at quebec but the most important of all the french explorations were made by the daring and tireless la salle he was born in france in sixteen forty three and belonged to an old and rich family strong in mind and character he received a good education and became an earnest catholic with a heart ready to brave any danger in the achievement of glory for himself and for france this young man at the age of twenty three sailed for canada His plans, as finally worked out, were twofold, one, to build forts and trading centers at various points along the St. Lawrence, the Great Lakes, and the Mississippi, and two, to plant a colony at the mouth of the Mississippi. Wishing to get control of the rich fur trade for France, his forts and his colony would help to protect and further this trade, which could be carried on more easily by way of the Mississippi than by way of the Great Lakes and the St. Lawrence for along the latter route lay the hostile iroquois who were friendly to the dutch and the english and moreover the st lawrence was ice-bound nearly one-half of the year early in august sixteen seventy nine after long and weary efforts spent in preparation la salle launched on the niagara river above the falls his little vessel the griffin forty tons burden which was to bear him through the lakes on his way to the mississippi nearly a year before starting la salle had sent up the lakes fifteen men to trade for furs he expected them to have ready against the time of his arrival a cargo of furs to be sent back to canada for la salle needed a great deal of money with which to buy provisions ammunition and tools and to pay his men for their services besides he wished to get cables anchors and rigging for a new vessel to be built on the illinois river for the purpose of making his expedition to the mouth of the mississippi the expected cargo of furs taken back and sold in canada would give him the money he needed to carry out his plans having arrived at the head of lake huron therefore he collected the cargo awaiting him loaded the griffin with furs and on september eighteenth sixteen seventy nine dispatched it in charge of six men to Niagara. la salle himself pushed on to the mouth of the saint joseph river Where he built a fort and waited long and anxiously for the griffin's return but he waited in vain for he never heard from his vessel again it was a great loss and a keen disappointment after waiting long he continued his way careworn and weary with eight canoes and a party of thirty-three men they rode up the saint joseph in search of the carrying place leading to the headwaters of the illinois river on landing la salle started off alone to look for the pathway in the midst of a blinding snowstorm he lost his bearings in the dense forest and wandered until about two o'clock in the morning when he found himself once more at the river and fired his gun as a signal to the party then his eyes caught the welcome sight of a fire burning in the woods believing he was near his friends he quickened his steps only to find himself mistaken near the fire under a tree was a bed of dried grass which was still warm and showed plainly that a man had but a few minutes before been lying there very likely the man was an indian who had been frightened off by the sound of the gun La Salle carefully placed brush for a sort of barricade on each side of the newly found bed and then lay down by the blazing fire and slept till daybreak he did not find his friends until four o'clock next afternoon on rejoining his party they made their way down the illinois river until their eyes fell upon some indian wigwams on the forest-covered banks the indians being friendly received the frenchmen with generous hospitality they urged la salle not to go down the mississippi they indeed said so much of the danger of the journey that six of the la salle's followers deserted and another tried to poison him these were sad days for la and like all his days were beset with troubles and dangers to protect himself from attack during the winter he now planned the building of a fort which he called crevecoeur the french word for heartbreak surely a fitting name up to this time the iron will Salle had not given up hope of hearing from the griffin but now he decided that his vessel was lost there was but one thing to do he must make an overland journey to canada fifteen hundred miles away to get supplies for his expedition down the mississippi it was a dangerous undertaking but on march first sixteen eighty with an indian hunter and four frenchmen the dauntless explorer started in two canoes the season was the worst in the year for such a journey the ground was covered with melting snow and the rivers in many places were frozen with ice too thick to be broken by the boats much of the time the party had to pull the canoes on rough sleds overland, or carry them on their shoulders until a few days after starting they hid them in the woods and pushed forward on foot to the head of the lake michigan reaching that point it was now necessary for them to tread their toilsome way through the deep forests of southern michigan to the head of lake erie for three days the undergrowth was so thick with thorns that it tore their clothing to shreds and scratched their faces until they were covered with blood another three days were spent in wading sometimes up to their waists in the mud and water of the flood-covered marshes at night they would take off their clothing and covering their bodies with blankets lie down to sleep on some dry hillock one frosty night their clothes froze so stiff that in the morning they had to be thawed by the fireside before they could be put on amid such exposure some of the men fell sick and thus delayed the party but early in may at the end of sixty-five days they reached canada as soon as he could arrange his affairs in canada la salle again returned to the illinois river and reached its mouth but owing to fresh disappointments he had to make still another journey through the wilderness to the base of his supplies on the st lawrence not until february the sixth sixteen eighty two two years and a half after he first started out in the griffin and after three attempts to build a suitable vessel for the journey did he float out upon the waters of the mississippi to explore it and at last he was obliged to make the journey in canoes this time his party included fifty-four people eighteen indian warriors ten squaws three indian children and twenty-three frenchmen on reaching the mouth of the river he planted a column bearing the arms of france and then with imposing ceremonies took possession of the great mississippi valley in the name of the french king louis the fourteenth after whom he named the country louisiana by building forts and trading centres along his route la salle had carried out the first part of his plan he now resolved to go to france and get men for a colony which he wished to plant at the mouth of the mississippi and thus carry out the second part having succeeded in france in fitting out this colony he sailed with four vessels early in july 1684 in search of the mississippi river by way of the gulf of mexico with his usual bad fortune however he missed its mouth and landed at matagorda bay four hundred miles to the west then followed many disasters among which were loss of vessels and supplies lack of food sickness and death and attacks by unfriendly indians for two years the wretched little colony struggled for life la salle was in sore distress he knew that he had many enemies among his men who would gladly take his life but he hoped for help from france no help came it was plain to la salle that he could save the suffering colony only by making his way to canada he therefore started out on january twelfth 1687 with a party of seventeen men and five horses on another long and dangerous journey through the dense forests this time from the gulf of mexico to canada travelling north the party crossed the brazos river and toiled onward to the trinity river but la salle's men were tired of travelling through the forests and some of them were thirsting for his blood they were waiting only for a suitable opportunity to carry out their murderous purpose On the morning of March the 19th, they lay in ambush and shot him dead as he approached, probably not far from the Trinity River. La Salle's life was one of storm and peril, but he was as fearless as a lion. Ambitious for himself and for his country, he had room for little else in his life. His repeated failures brought criticism and lack of confidence from men who had loaned him large sums of money, and these criticisms hardened his spirit many enemies making him suspicious he seemed to lose sympathy with his men and became harsh in his treatment of them but he did a great work for france a work which entitles him to be regarded as one of the most remarkable of all the explorers of america chapter nine